started love gravy and then you beat it till it poops more about that later whoa hitting that snooze i'm not hitting the snooze man i'm waking up early yeah, my christmas presents <sighs> i wish i woke that's up that's one time that it is worth waking up early yeah my girlfriend hates when she wakes up and there's gravy in the pan already like, what did you do last night Sometimes we have our Christmas presents the night before, and then we can sleep in on Christmas. Good morning, Merry Christmas, Malaga Nigimaka, everybody! It is a holiday special right here in the Biscuit Bunker. You got it dialed in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5, the voice of Gravy. Love Gravy. The Biscuit is right here on KAKU 88.5. I'm Chuck Thompson. He is Vince Fody. We are Biscuits and Gravy. This is a special holiday presentation. It's a holiday season. A holiday season and a doop de doop and a dot de dot. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about weird Italian traditions. And we're not talking about finger banging uh, cookies and putting a little jelly on top. Although maybe we will. Maybe. We got a little bit of conspiracy cookbook for you. We're going to check it in on where in the world is Corky? Did we lose? Is Corky still alive? Find out on this very special episode of Biscuits and Gravy. It's a holiday spectacular. It is clearly the most holiday spectacular that we're ever going to have. Christmas spectacular. And uh, we're also going to be examining all the ways that poop plays a role in our Christmas traditions. Yep. Are you excited All for that? All the ways that poop plays away in our Christmas traditions. <laughs> you thought Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo was just for South Park. Well, it turns out that's real poop in real life we're going to talk about. It's, there's a lot of scatological Christmas traditions from around the world. More about the war on Christmas poop later. Most, mostly Spain. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of weird. Tons of great Christmas poop stories for but you. But we should just tell everybody that you and I are two Maui-based comedians. Yeah, dude. We work. Uh, I feel basted today. <laughs> we work primarily with a couple different comedy groups on island. Uh, but if you want to follow us and find out when our shows are, and if our shows are, <laughs> follow Power Up Comedy. Yep, Maui Comedy Live, and also check out BiscuitWars.com. Check out BiscuitWars.com. That is correct. Oh, man. I'm so excited for today's show, Vincent Fody. And if you're listening to us on the radio on 88.5 KKU, The Voice of Gravy... Don't forget that you can also you can also ride the gravy train on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Even if you don't listen to the show, just subscribe. It's it looks good for us. It does look good. Subscribe, baby. Subscribe. We're up to like two thousand listeners, man. We love it. Like Thank a you so million much. from all no, across many, from all across the country. Uh, love it, man. Coming up on the show, we're going to finish this episode off with a lovely segment we call Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. We've got a special Christmas edition of Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Ooh, Buffalo. So we're we gonna are going to have trivia, to, holiday trivia questions. In the theme of the holiday season, in the theme of Christmas, we're going to have to plow through this episode, Vincent Fody. we got so much to talk about. Let's jump off, baby. Wait, is that like a winter pun plow yeah, yeah. through the episode? Yeah. All right, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I'll allow it. Um, ooh, do you hear that, Chuck? Ooh. 
Oh no, it's the ghost of Christmas Ooh. past. <laughs> That's right. Okay, can we all agree, by the way, that Charles Dickens sucks? Like, God darn it. The only version you ever need to see is with the Muppets and Michael Caine. I know it didn't sound spooky. I'll put that in in post so it'll sound spooky like, ooh. I'll put some reverb in in post do so it. it'll sound extra spooky. But uh, do you want to have a little visit from the Ghost of Christmas Past, Chuck? I would love to have a visit from the Ghost of Christmas Past. So I was trying to find some of our old episodes. Our old episodes of the Biscuits and Gravy Show? I can't find... Remember Batman was on the cover of the one book? (laughs) I can't find that book, but I did find one of our old books of shows. And uh, this is from Biscuits and Gravy, episode 144. So we're on 235 right now? Uh, This is episode 236. 236? No way! 236. And so this is from this is from almost a hundred episodes ago. This is from episode one forty four, and uh, Willie Simon was on the show. Oh, so do we play? Did Willie Simon get laid? So we and did he say the <laughs> f word and we get yelled at? He almost definitely said something offensive on the radio. Oh lordy! He always curses whenever he was on the show. Immediately, and I did have I do have written down. Did Willie Simon get laid last night? Oh, all right. Um, we were also talking about Gravy Day, even all the way back then, <laughs> December twenty first in Australia. Gravy Day is so important. This was this was right after the missile scare. Oh my God! I was still driving taxi because we still we had a Willie Simon show coming up. Hannibal Burris show was coming up. Oh my Mac. God! We opened up for Hannibal Burris. Uh, uh, Bill Maher was coming to the Mac. We did not open up for him. There was a Down the Hatch show, which... Yeah! We, this was when we were so we were still so young and innocent, we didn't know that that show was going to be a disaster. Oh, man. So many times. <laughs> and J.P. Sears was playing the E.L. Theater, and Ted was Ted was opening up Friend for J.P. Sears. Friend of the show, Sears. Ted Anderson. So, oh, and we also, we were talking Christmas food. I had just made the ultimatum, which is the burger <laughs> inside. The burger? A full cheeseburger that's inside another cheeseburger. With the bun? With, is inside a cheeseburger with bun? With the burger. With the bun and everything. The entire thing inside a burger patty. And then the two, and then the buns are two cheeseburgers. What? Yes. You remember when I made that? That's crazy. It's a great cross-section. And what were we watching? I was watching Sabrina on Netflix. Oh, my God. <laughs> and no. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, I like that movie. Yeah. A lot of whistling in that movie. Yeah, so that was that was A lot of vignettes from in The Ballad years of ago. Buster. But out with the old, in with the new, it's time for the Ghost of Christmas present. Is there a Ghost of Christmas present? Yeah, no, totally. And then there's a Ghost of Christmas feature, right? Yeah. So let's bring the train on in to, why don't you blow the, uh, the train whistle there? Sure. Ah. First stop on the biscuit and gravy train today is... Follow-up Junction. Ooh, baby. We've got a lot to talk about for follow-up Junction. Uh, so first <laughs> first of all, uh, give Wikipedia money. Oh, my God. They're begging for money. I gave them $2.25. Oh, you gave them some money? The next week, they were like, like five bucks. we never do this, but we're asking for money. And I was like, ah! I Every year I give Wikipedia money because they're one of the few things that I think actually deserve free money. Wikipedia. They do a great service. They do a fun. Could you imagine life without Wikipedia? Did you know, statistically speaking, this show they're more exists. accurate than the Encyclopedia Britannica? That is correct. Uh, and so, and in this in this ever changing landscape of media and misinformation, we need we need something that's there for us that we can count on, and that's Wikipedia. So give Wikipedia money. Yeah, dude, Wikipedia, bro. We're the Truth Network. Wikipedia, though, gotta say. Maybe give them a little bit more money. They'll talk a little bit more about the New World Order. What are you going to do? Buy your cousin an extra large t-shirt that they're never going to wear? No. 
They don't want that. Or, I mean, eventually, that cousin's going to wear it. And he gives up <laughs> <a> heroin <laughs> and gains a little bit of weight. Oh, yeah. You always gain weight when you're coming off the heroin. Always, dude. Ooh, Lordy. Uh, so last I week put we the were yum and about, opium. Am I right, We were guys? talking about Tiga versus Tiga last week. Oh, my God. I also like read the entire... There's a complete other musician out there. Yeah, it's Tiga. Yeah. So Tiga is like an electronic musician you know yeah. kind of like techno electronica type stuff uh-huh. and then tyga t-y-g-a is a terrible rapper that's the rapper i think he was you already here first was we're not supposed to say qualitative statements here on the nonprofit <laughs> educational radio that we are but we can but say I'll it on go spotify right here. i'll go right here right, right here right now tyga tyga that rapper tyga <laughs> garbage he was in the i believe he was in the song bend over make your knees touch your elbows Remember that song with Little John? Oh, interesting. It was a song about bending over and making, making your, your knees touch your touch elbows. Your elbows. Uh, also, I wanted to say, Chuck, I yeah. was wrong. Oh, you, of course you were. It happens. Well, let's see. This is episode 236. So every 236 episodes or so, I might make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I underestimated espresso rubbed cheese. I know. I was talking about it here on the show, and I was like, hey, man. I poo-pooed some- it last week. Yeah. Because I didn't think it would be good. And now you made it snacks for everybody and you turned it into a poo-poo. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Now, guys, they have espresso-covered cheese, but why don't they have cheese-flavored coffee? I'm very upset about this, Vincent. They have Marie. bulletproof coffee, which is butter in your coffee. Yeah, but... I mean, and we put cream in our coffee. So, so why not cheese? Why not cheese? We're only... We're so close. Basically, I just want caffeinated broccoli and cheese in a cup. Mmm, that does sound good, actually. Could I just, like, sprinkle caffeine on top of but, cheese? Yeah, if you go to get the charcuterie cheese platter from Costco right now, yeah. they have the espresso rubbed, uh, I think it's a espresso rubbed uh, fontal or something like that. Yeah. It's really tasty. Mm. So, And then they got that wine rubbed cheese. Don't turn your nose up to coffee or espresso rubbed cheese. It's actually pretty darn good, guys. I used to poo-poo coffee rubbed steak, and I love it. I was it. literally eating my words. Mm. Coffee rub steak? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. It's so good. All right, and then one more thing we have to follow up on. Fine. Uh, Fine! We didn't know whether or not Corky was alive. Yeah, all right. To be fair, uh, she's not great at communicating with us. She is top-notch broadcast journalist, okay? Well, sometimes things happen. We sent her to a lot of dangerous places, Chuck. We sent her to Venezuela. I know! I, and I You know what? I know that I gave her a couple hundred dollars out of petty cash. Talk to the studio executive. Turns out you also gave her a couple hundred dollars out of petty cash to buy some uh, Venezuelan products. Out of my own money. Oh, yeah, I did ask her to bring me back, to smuggle me back some. Well, because she was going to go to Antarctica. No one's going to suspect bringing snow from Antarctica, but from Venezuela to Antarctica. So Corky Gardner has been on the lamb, you could say, for the past couple weeks. <laughs> Um, sounds like a delicious holiday treat, actually. Mm, Corky Gardner in the land. Right, so give me one second. We're going to con- see if we can contact Corky Gardner. <laughs> Hold conjure. On. Give me your number. I'll call Corky up. Hello? Corky. Hello. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy to hear from you, Corky. Corky. Uncle Leo. <laughs> Hello. Oh, my God. Hi. We were nervous, Quirky. We didn't know what happened to you. We hadn't I talked to you in a while. I spaced out and totally forgot. You hey. guys, you guys, you guys won't believe this. Okay. Like, I fell down a hole in the ground, and now I'm in the underground world with all the chugs. <laughs> the chugs! <laughs> oh, lordy! <laughs> yeah. Is that's where that's where you're talking to us from right now? Well, yeah. I gotta be quiet because I'm in a in a chud hole. 
<laughs> now that's good. You're getting good reception. Vincent Fody for being in a, yeah, in a ice cavern. She clearly doesn't have AT and T. That's Verizon, baby. <laughs> How are those fine young cannibals doing? They're not very good. They're all about radiation, Chuck. They're like there's this underground. Um, it's a cover up from the EPA. This guy is involved, and the police are involved. This just goes really deep. <laughs> I believe that's the the plot of the movie Chuds. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a documentary. It's what's happening here. Okay, we're talking cannibals. So this is our worst nightmare confirmed because we we had suspected that there was. Nazi submarines down there in Antarctica. Wait, they made a movie about this? They didn't make a movie about Nazi submarines, did they? Not yet. Not yet. That's going to be the biscuits and gravy story. (laughs) That's crazy. So I was worried, too, because that area under Antarctica that's very warm where the Nazis built their submarine base to get margarine for UFOs. Listen Mm -hmm. to last week's episode, guys. Oh, yeah. Have you seen any whale margarine Nazis while you're there, Corgi? Yeah, they're all down here. They're all down here. (laughs) And the chuds. Yeah, dude, and their chuds are really ugly. (laughs) (laughs) They're chudly. Wow. They're chudly, man. (laughs) And they're certainly not cuddly. (laughs) I'm not even joking, guys. I don't know why you sent me here. I'm just cold. I think I broke my leg. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It's like f***ed up, man. They're going to get me. They're going to eat me. Good thing, right. good I know thing you're not in, live on the air I know you're right in now. despair, Corky Gardner. <laughs> but you got to watch Why your language. Why you send me here? <laughs> uh, we were on a mission. Actually, to be fair. We I, sent you there to explore I whether or not, not there was Nazi submarines and or chuds. Of course. Yeah. I kind of had a feel, an inkling there would be chuds. Now, I know, Corky Gardner, <laughs> in your last contract, <laughs> we specifically yeah. said no candlestick human, humans would be involved. Right? Right. However... Yeah. We didn't know. I thought it was going to be an ancient alien underground city. Didn't you? Yes. I know I did. I sure did. <laughs> I'm as surprised as hell. But tell these guys to get their cars off the manhole so I can get back up here. Well, now, so <laughs> okay. here's the thing. Is that what's preventing you from coming back up to the surface? Yeah. Just head the other way, Corky, <laughs> and you'll pop up in Norway. Like you'll pop up <laughs> in Norway. You'll get the socialized uh, health care you need to take care of your leg. And some lutefisk. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some socialized Don't ludifish. be lewd. Don't be lewd, Vincent Fody. <laughs> Luda- that's ludicrous. Oh, that's ludifish. <laughs> I gotta go, guys. There's a channel Okay, bye, Corky. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> that was, she's so brave. Corky Gardner, she's so brave to do that. So I hope, <laughs> I hope that she makes it out of there safe. Oh lordy! Now I gotta switch. I know that I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get cell phone service and Safeway, bro. <laughs> um, now we know that Santa Claus lives yeah. in the North Pole, right? Mm-hmm. So does Australian Santa Claus live in the South Pole? Is Australian Santa Claus like a Nazi chud? <laughs> No, I think Australian Santa Claus still lives in the North Pole. Is Santa Claus the same in Australia? I mean, he's mostly. not. He's not a chud. Yeah, he just has further to go to get down there. Yeah, but he's you know it's reindeer and stuff. They got it. All right. Well, speaking of Australian Christmas, have you listened to How to Make Gravy this year, Chuck? Only because you sent me a clip on how to make gravy. The Hold on. <laughs> not a clip on how to make gravy. It was the song How to Make Gravy by uh, country for by Australian country music star. Paul Kelly. So did you? Yes, that's a clip from Paul Kelly's famous Christmas classic, How to Make Gravy. gravy. The story of the song is that he goes to jail. Of course he he does. He gets sent to jail. 
and uh, he he starts reminiscing about all the things he's gonna miss about hanging out for the holidays with his family, and uh, he's usually the one that makes gravy, so he has to he writes them in a letter. The letter is dated December 21st, and he writes to them about how to make gravy. And that's National Gravy Day! And so that song became so popular that now in, in Australia, December 21st is is called National Gravy Day. Chew. Based on that song. Wow. And I gotta say, the song is pretty good. If you listen to it, it talks all about uh, Australian Christmas holiday traditions, like going to jail, <laughs> <laughs> making gravy. Well, uh, they also talk about how it's like super hot for Christmas. Because yeah, uh, in, in the U.S., usually it's like, you know, it's usually cold for Christmas, and we yeah. talk about having a white Christmas and Christmas snow. You're telling me that Australians think the earth is round. But in the song, they're talking about it being, it's going to be, I heard it's going to be almost 100 degrees. Yeah, it's brutally hot. So that sounds terrible. And they're like, the brothers are coming down from Queensland, and it's just... Oh, he also... I think he's he tells his friend not to have sex with his wife. Please don't have sex with my wife. He's like, you can dance with her, but don't don't stab me in the back and have sex with my wife, which I guess is another Australian holiday tradition. It's, that sounds <laughs> terrible in Australia. Is a- asking people not to have sex with your wife while you're in prison. Please don't have sex with my wife in prison. <laughs> but speaking of making gravy, are you ready to get into all the ways that poop factors into the holiday tradition? Yeah, baby. Now, when you think high culture, right? We think France. <laughs> we think parts of Spain. We think Italy, right? Well, as it turns out, they want to defecate about Christmas more than anybody. Right. You think all these European countries are fancy. It's worse than a peeing. They're a pooping. They're cultured. Yes. They're not just European. They're a pooping. So. <laughs> all right. So, so spoiler alert. The story is going to end up with beating somebody over a fireplace until they defecate. Let me. I'm going to play a little clip from the Cagatillo song. You want to hear that, Chuck? More than anything. Okay. Hold on. Okay, so that is from the song Cagatillo. Should we should we tell the listeners about the Cagatillo is the Christmas or log. El Caganir, which literally means the pooper. The first one we're going to discuss is Cagatillo, which which translates to poop log. Yes. Um, which is what my doctor know, makes me do. <laughs> I know that Tio in Spanish also means uncle. Yes. But in this case it means log. Okay. Now, the tradition is <laughs> thanks starting for, Thanks for clarifying. Starting on December 8th, uh, after the the feast of Immaculate Conception, or something. that's right, the Immaculate Conception is on December eighth. Everyone knows that. Okay, the feast of the Immaculate Conception. Yes. Well, anyway, on Which that makes no sense. On that... December eighth, you start feeding the log. So there's like an anthropomorphic log that yes. you have in your house. You feed it a little bit of food every day, kind of like day. the way we leave out cookies and stuff for yeah. Santa. And then you tuck it in. You put a little blanket over the log. The little it gets Christmas a little cold. Log. It gets a little cold. And then on Christmas Day. You throw it in the fireplace. You put it in the fireplace, and you beat it with a stick, and you ask the log to poop out presents. Please poop log. Now, traditionally, the the log would poop out, like, nuts and <laughs> cheese <laughs> and, like, little trinkets and stuff. Traditionally, bro. If your log is pooping out trinkets, you're having too much fun in Little Italy. <laughs> so, And we should mention, this is in Spain, in Catalonia. Mm-hmm. This is a Spanish tradition. But the tradition... Is not just there. It does go to southern parts of Italy. So you're saying it, that they do this in Italy as yeah, well? Yeah, it's mostly Catalonia, but there are parts of Italy and France that do it as well. Well, I'm sure the Spanish have brought their traditions all over. Tradition! <laughs> Tradition! 
sunrise sunset uh, so yes yeah, so the and then there's another thing where right before they do the the beating the log with the stick the kids are supposed to go in the other room and pray that the log gives them good presents that poops out good presents yes and that's when the parents actually and that's when they the that's cheeses. when they pull the old switcheroo and they put all the the nuts and cheese and presents under the blanket oh and wow. then the kids hit the log with the stick the stick poops out the presents you lift up the blanket boom why don't you they got, light pinatas on fire? You got presents. That would be way cooler. Uh, and, and way faster. Why are we not <laughs> lighting pinatas on fire, everybody? I don't know why we're not doing that. Mom, why are we not lighting pinatas <laughs> on fire? Um, now, it should also be mentioned that... so Should it be? There's there's a Christmas song that's that's connected with this tradition. Yes, it's called is. The name of the song is Cagatillo. Cagatillo. Originally, it's saying... It's telling the log to poop. It's saying poop, comma, log. It's saying yeah. poop, log, poop me some presents. Yes. But because Cagatillo became so synonymous with the, the song became like synonymous with the tradition, uh-huh. the it log, became it, it became log. poop log, Yeah. which is also just unfortunate because poop also looks like logs. Yes. And then over time, the log added more like hands and feet and now it has a 3D nose. Right. And so it's... It's pretty wild. If you yeah. watch the, tr- if you you can watch YouTube videos of people. Wait, is that kaga kaka? Is that like a thing? Right. Yeah, kaga means poop. Yeah, and then kaka is like also. I like... believe kaka is the the English derivation of. Whoa. Yeah. Chance, bro. Of of it's kaga. Like the most educational poop filled biscuits and gravy we've ever had. All right. Now, do you wanna do you wanna talk about el caganer? Of course I do. Which is also also a Spanish based. Poop-related Christmas tradition. Now, this poop tradition spreads much farther than the other one. This one is really yeah. In, this one's all over in Europe. France and Italy, all over Europe. Just a huge mess, man. So, and the, it's not related to the poop log, which is no. weird. It, these two things uh, originated independently of themselves. Uh huh. Do you want to so, talk about what it is? It does start from northern Catalonia, but it goes all out. Right? It's widespread, baby, and all it is is the pooper. Which is a peasant who is pooping during the nativity scene. This is a part of the nativity scene. <laughs> right. So your standard nativity scene has the baby Jesus, right? Yep. You got your Mary and your Josephs. You got the wise men, right? Mm-hmm. What else? Is there anything else? I don't. They're not as wise. If I was having some guy taking a huge dump next to me, I wouldn't be leaving. You know, <laughs> I'd be lighting that frankincense up. You know. Well, I mean, it wasn't like a. a it's frankincense. It wasn't like a barn, right? That's, There's probably already poop in there. There's no room in our hotel. You can stay in our stable. Now, here's the craziest thing about this. Yeah, is so, you think this would date back to, like, I don't know, the Middle Ages or something? This is from, like, the 17th or the 18th century. This is, re- <laughs> like, what are you doing, nativity? Yeah. So our nativity scenes in, here in America where we're good Christian God-fearing people. That's right. We don't, there's no poop involved. It's just Jesus, Mary, Joseph, wise men. And I guess animals or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what usually goes in the. I've only done parody. They don't know scenes. if it's a pre-combat ritual or what. They don't yeah. have any idea where this came from. But yes, but so in in like the European nativity scenes, they have all the traditional figures. But then there's also one other figure, and it's a guy squatting in the corner, taking a little taking dump. a dump, bro, taking a little dump. And so this has become so popular, El Caganer translates to the pooper the pooper bro right and so this has become so popular that they have different variations on the pooper 
There's also a woman like washing something in the river. It's like the nativity scene gets more and more dope as it spreads out. But like you can get versions of the pooper that is any sort of pop culture icon. <laughs> so like if you're if you like the Simpsons, you can get a Bart Simpson pooping for your nativity yeah. scene. Oh no way! Uh, if you like Barack Obama, you can get Barack Obama taking a big old dump. This year, the one that was very popular was Donald Trump. Nice taking a little dump. I, I think that it, Donald Trump taking a dump is way different. They're than so Obama. cute. It's like a little. It's like a little ornament guy. There's one of the Pope taking a dump. Uh, another one that was popular was Joe Biden taking a dump no. this year, and he's wearing a mask, so he's got his little COVID mask on, and he's what? taking a dump, which is good because sometimes you don't want to smell it. Dude. It's not, sometimes it's nice to poop with a mask on, so you don't smell it. It's supposed to be like a symbolic way to uh, fertilize the nativity scene, or I heard that was one explanation. There's also Guys, another if you're explanation. Trying to grow a garden, that don't use our own dumps, dude. That it was good luck to poop on your scimitar before going into battle, or something like that. That is, that I've heard, yeah. Which I guess if you cut somebody and it's got poop on it, it's gonna give them an infection. So I guess that could also be. I could see why it's good luck to poop before battle. For sure well, in Game of Thrones, uh, what Davos always poops before battle. Always poops, bro. You know, because of his nerves or whatever. Oh, lordy. So, so yeah, pooping before battle, I guess, is... And, I guess the, and it's clearing your body, man. You're getting rid right. of the old... But I like the, fer- the idea the of the fertilization kind of makes sense also. So all we know is you can go online and order little figurines of the Pope taking a little dump for your nativity scene... Have you seen any other funny ones? I mean, the Bart Simpson one is the only one you just need to see. <laughs> but it reminds us that if the poop poop, the Pope poops, right? If the poop poops. Everybody poops. Everybody poops Did sometimes. you ever read that book, Chuck? Yeah, dog. So it reminds us that, you know, God, who totally exists, who banged Mary, a 13-year-old woman, right, who didn't cheat uh, on Joseph or anything. And then right. her vag got ripped open because Jesus was oh, ginormous, baby. right? It just reminds us that gravy. the coming of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was a kingdom on earth. And if you watch the princes, the popes, the Obamas poop, then they're just as worldly as we are, man. Okay? Right, but if not, anything, not the, Kim pooping, Jong-un, though. the pooping on the nativity scene is not grotesque. I wonder if you can get a Kim Jong-un or a Kim Jong-il no one. Way, bro. Because we all know that Kim Jong-un doesn't poop. Allegedly, he says he doesn't poop. Well, I'm sure he pooped when he died because that's the last thing you do after you, you die. You poop your pants. Ugh. Merry it's Christmas. One for the it's one of the mysteries. <laughs> and of course, my favorite, of course, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poop. Oh, we were, triple threat, bro. We were singing some of the Mr. Hanky songs. Why would we not be singing Mr. Hanky songs? Earlier today, I always get in the holiday season and I sing some Mr. Hanky songs. Mr. And Mr. Hanky is, of course, Hanky. he's the Christmas poo. And. South Park has, has so many holiday traditions. They they have so many characters. Like there's a Frosty character, there's a Santa character, there's a Jesus character, there's a Mister Hanky the Christmas Poo, and he also has a magical Poo Choo train, which they tr- which they ride to the North Pole. You remember that, Chuck? I do remember the magic when they ride on the Poo Choo Express. Do you remember the Poo Choo Express, Chuck? <laughs> All right, we're gonna get sued today for clips, and it'll be very distracting. So. Long story short, guys, go on go on Amazon and see if you can find pooping ornaments. Pooping ornaments. See if you can to find out what is your favorite pooping ornament that you can, that you can find and send send it to us. Email us to, at the biscuits and gravy 
at gmail.com. At gmail.com. That's thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. And if you want to share your favorite I posted Christmas a, I posted a picture of the story. Trump one to oh, yeah? the Facebook page. Nice. I made a little Facebook post last night. If you want to talk about more of your holiday favorite poop stories, give us a call at 808-873-3435. Again, call us with your favorite holiday poop stories, okay? 808-873-3435. Chuck, what's your... What's your favorite holiday Christmas movie starring Daniel Stern? Um, man, what's that one where there's they're in like a quarry town and they're racing for bikes? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Home Alone, perhaps? No, mine is Chuds. <laughs> <laughs> is, he, is Daniel Stern in Chuds? <laughs> Not only is Daniel Stern in Chuds, but also the dad from Home Alone is also in Chuds. No way! <laughs> it's like a it was like a, a home alone prequel no uh, daniel stern no. and the dad from home alone are both in chud so that's what i watch every oh my god season. the 1984 horror sci-fi classic what's his name john, john goodman's in it dude wait john goodman's in john Chud's goodman's too? in it bro john hurd daniel stern but john hurd is the dad from home alone oh my god dude. remember john goodman in arachnophobia yeah he's he's the exterminator Oh my so lordy! Good. You know a movie's bad if Daniel Stern has paid the most amount. And it first. <laughs> if Daniel Stern has top billing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's bushwhacked for you. Oh lordy! Wasn't he in a, a a baseball movie? Was he in Rookie of the Year? Yeah. Or or like or no no the other that little, other one the little big manager. league yeah that one he was in little big league he got caught between the two doors at the end of the movie remember. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lordy. We got so much on the gravy train today, Vincent Fodi. All right. We got to do the, the quickest gluttony club. So I'm making uh, Beef Why Wellington tonight. Why are you in tonight. such a rush, Chuck? I'm making Beef Wellington tonight, and you're making Beef Wellington tomorrow. Today. I'm making Beef Wellington on Christmas Day. Oh, okay. On Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. Beef Wellington in the morning. Chew. Uh, so, yes, that'll be Friday. I'll be making my Beef More Wellington. More like Friday. Friday. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't be the holiday season without all of our favorite Christmas food. So you want to talk a little bit about uh, some Christmas food, and I also did this thing where you bake apples. I've also just eaten a lot of regular cheese. food. <laughs> you, ever, you ever do that? Ra- wrapping apples in ham? in ham and cheese. Yeah, it's like an apple grinder. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. Huh. I've never had that. Is that good? It's okay. You bake it or what? You bake it. Huh. I like stromboli. I don't know why that's a Christmas thing for me, but I like stromboli. Stromboli is a yeah. Christmas thing for you? I don't know why, but my aunt always made it for Christmas. It's a good sharing food. Uh, it's good. Yeah, it's like lasagna, too. And uh, I like one of those puffs, puffovers where it's like in the pie tin and it puffs over, and then you eat it with like blood of, not gravy, but like the actual blood. No? Blood? Yeah, like cow mm-hmm. blood or whatever. No, thank you. Right. I'll pass on that. Like blood pudding turnovers? Yeah, that's what it is. That sounds terrible. Blood pudding is like blood sausage, though, pretty much. Is so, it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought blood sausage was something else. Mm. It's like bloody stuff, and you dip bread in it. I don't know what it's called. It's good, Shouldn't those be like Halloween traditional foods? Uh, no, Halloween is just fake gore. This is actual gore. All right, so let's talk about the beef Wellington since we're, it's, bo- it's, uh, it's fresh in both of our minds right now because we're Shit. both going to make it. You're going to make it today. You start with a center-cut prime steak. Yep, tenderloin, baby. T- tenderloin. Tenderloin. Which is, which is it's basically a log made out of fillets. Yes. Because right? the fillet comes from... 
the tenderloin. Yep. Right. So instead so of if a you have, mignon, it'd be a slice of it. So the whole thing. So picture like a a five pound log of tenderloin. That's of the tenderest that's meat. That's awful A's. You got to trim the. Uh, we got ours from Costco. It was like ninety bucks. First of all, just to give you an idea of what we're working with here. It's so good though. Um, so you got to trim all the fat, right? Mm-hmm. And then you sear it. You want to sear it on the outside, yep. Just to just to kind of seal in all the flavors and the juices. Add a little bit of a roasty flavor. Then you baste it on the outside with a little bit of mustard, mm-hmm. or some people like to do horseradish Ooh. sauce. I'm going to well. be doing a mustard, like a garlicky mustard. Like a garlicky. Oh, that sounds so good. Usually yeah. it's like a like an English mustard or like a like a a Dijon. Yeah. People usually be a use mustard. And then the best part is you wrap it. Up in a mushroom duck cells, which That's we talked right. about last week. So you got to take a pound of mushrooms, cook it down with herbs and butter, deglaze it with sherry, and make it a it's paste. almost like a paste. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You turn it into like a paste, and then you can use also like a pate, mm-hmm. which we also have. And then you, and then after you put that all over it, so you got tree layers already, bro. Tree on layers of, on top of the filet mignon, baby. And then you have the prosciutto. Yep. Right. So you you make you a little layer. You could use mortadella. You could use ham. I really do recommend uh, ham on. I think it's too tough for it. Right. Get I yourself, wouldn't use the ham on. Get yourself some thin sliced prosciutto. I know uh, Gordon Ramsay likes to use uh, Parma ham. Yeah. But uh, prosciutto for me is always my favorite. Mm-hmm. We got the the Prosci- Costco prosciutto. And of course, so prosciutto good. to Parma. Um. So yeah, and then you wrap everything. You wrap all that stuff around. Around the tenderloin, yeah. and then so your you lay down. Except for being seared, it's incredibly raw at this point. Right? Yeah, it's still raw in the middle. It's just a little bit seared on the outside. Mm, then raw you, in the middle. Then you lay down your puff pastry. The Vince Foti story. And you roll the whole thing in the puff pastry. Yeah, dude. And then you baste that with like an egg wash, yeah. and put the whole thing in the oven and cook it up to like a medium rare. Yep. Which so you do fifteen minutes on four fifty, and then you lower it to like four twenty, four hundred, and you do another five or ten minutes until it's golden brown. Oh my goodness! You want to I rest? I can't wait till yeah. After you take it out, you got to let it rest for at least fifteen minutes because that gives the meat a chance to relax and it reabsorbs all its juices. Now here's a, a big tip, guys. You got to reabsorb the juices. People. I recommend the night before salting your tenderloin a little bit and putting it in the fridge don't oversalt it they say it makes it dry out in this case with the duck cells with it i'm not really worried about it drying out i do recommend salting it overnight and then after you sear it you should be basting it hardcore with the most amount of butter and thyme specifically right you're also supposed to, supposed to put thyme in the duck cells I believe, yes as well. which is one of the herbs and shallots as well but right. we'll more on that later when you baste it as... That's brought to us by Jim Carsey Spice Rack. Oh, yeah. When you need to keep time in a bottle. Mm. I'm sorry. Go on. That's okay. <laughs> I love our sponsors. We've got, we haven't got. We have read any sponsors. Today's show is brought to us by Andrew Jackson's Eye Drops. Guaranteed to get the red out. You'll have a trail of tears with Andrew Jackson's Eye Drops. Oh, man. What a terrible person on our $20 bill. Today's show is presented in a part by Stinny Crawford's Mole Sauce. Hey. You got a little something on your face. By the way, speaking of uh, something flying in the face of Andrew Jackson, <laughs> um, they just all, they just nominated a Native American woman to be the head of the Department of Interior. And it's Whoa. the first time. Somehow we have overlooked this, and we have never had a Native American as head of the Department of Interior, which they, they should just- Only they, be it. Yeah. yeah, it should be only Native Americans. Yeah, yeah. But that's uh, one feather as long as in the me. one feather in the Biden administration's cap. Oh my god! All right. So, any other tips for Beef Wellington? Yeah. So after you uh, baste it and sear it, 
also let it dry out again mm. uh, because it will bleed a little bit. It's not actual. You blood. also gotta cook the mushrooms down and get all the all the moisture out of the mushrooms too. Yeah. That's crucial. Crucial. So again, you a lot of you. I would also recommend That's doing Gordon Ramsay doing part me. of it a day in advance. So searing it in advance huh. and doing the duck cells a day in advance. That way, it, all the moisture gets out. Huh, that's cool. I got a three-pound tomahawk in the meat jacuzzi as we speak. Oh, my goodness. That sounds I amazing. got it with an entire stick of Kerrygold butter, a couple... Uh, sprigs? <laughs> sprigs. I don't, I don't know of what. Of I just know there's a sprig in there. And, uh, oh, man, I got this garlic seasoning and everything but the salt seasoning. All right. Uh, here's some things I want to talk about. Sure. We went to Sansei last night. Oh, yeah. So Sansei's new location. Uh-huh. Uh, no karaoke. No karaoke like yet. It, they'll yeah. probably be bringing it back post-COVID, but we're still living in a COVID times. So, so no karaoke. COVID. Okay. So far, COVID's doing the Lord's work on limiting karaoke. They also have Italian food on the menu. What's that? I mean, I'm sure it was good, but what? It's like stealing oh, it's like tan, Tampopo. It's like Tampopo. Yeah, Tampopo has all Japanese food, but then, you know, so not everybody likes Japanese food. Biscuits and gravy, guys. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU. KAKU 80.5, the voice of Maui. Uh, for those of you who don't know it, there's a, sh- a little uh, place on island called Anthony's, and it was an Italian restaurant run by a Japanese family. Great Osabuco. They did have the really greatest Osabuco, man. Very like, like an herb gremolata on top. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so good. And then they became a Japanese restaurant. And left some of the, they were like, oh, well, we got some Italian stuff in the fridge. Let's leave this, you know, stuff on the menu. <laughs> then they just kept it going. And it's great because sometimes, I don't know if you guys know this, but there are people in the world that aren't cultured and that suck, <laughs> that suck at life. I know not everyone listens to the biscuits and gravy. But, I mean, some people just don't like Japanese food or sushi. Yeah. And so you got to have something for for the naysayers. The naysayers! Because if you don't have something, at least something non-sushi on the menu. I hope Corky Gardner's okay. I'm I, very upset. I, I hope she is also okay. Uh, so, yes, new Sansei, pretty darn good food. Uh, same quality that you expect from Sansei. We also want to mention that next week sometime we might be trying the Cafe Ole Fish and Chips Challenge. Definitely, guys. Which is something Chuck invented. It is. Where it's a meal that's to supposed Cafe to serve LA. four to six. And Vincent Foti and I are going to try to complete it, just the two of us. We're going to we're going to try to take it down yes. solo. Can so. we each eat a pound of French fries and a ha- pound and a half of fish? I think so. I think a pound of French fries is pretty easy to do. Quiet, you sons of biscuit eaters! A, it was a, it's a pound of French fries. It's well, it's more than a couple pounds altogether. So I'm imagining it's like a pound plus of French fries, mm. and definitely over a pound and a half each of. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it's going to be so gross. You know, so Italians gross. around the holiday time celebrate the Feast of the Seven Fishes. So it's a traditional holiday meal for Italians to eat a dinner that has seven different fishes in it. So, Or seven different types of seafood. So it'll be like fish, shrimp, scallops, oysters, lobster, mussels, oh, um, calamari. So, so no wonder they have a poop set, man. If I had seven different fishes, I'd be taking a dump on the nativity set. Oh too. yeah, so I think I might do that next year. I might, I might do a Vincent whole Vody. feast of the seven fishes around this time of year. If on the East Coast, especially, there's a lot of Italian restaurants that'll do like, uh, like a feast of the seven fishes menu. Oh yeah. So maybe we'll mm. maybe we'll do the fi- the feast of the seven fish and chips. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Zuppa de pesce. Uh, last week we were talking about. Soul Brothers, yeah, the barbecue, barbecue place. place. And you sent me a pic, and uh, the ribs were were super delicious. But this week, I want to speak about 
Dope Barbecue. Oh, never heard of it. So there's a new farmer's market that's going on in Wailea. It's like two Thursdays a month. What? And it's down. Remember, you know where Manoli's is and there's the parking lot above it with the shops that were never open? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now those shops are open and they're also doing like a farmer's market in that. It's like an open air farmer's market. In that area, and they have like mm-hmm. tables says set up. Farmers market, like million dollar ocean views. So, and also a uh, friend of the show, Katie from Katie's Macnut. Oh yeah, from Katie's Kitchen. Yeah, Macnut. She was there. Set She's up. She's the Macnut lady. She's the Macnut girl. Yeah. Ooh. And she gave us, she gave Diana and I some free Macnut milk. Oh, so we want to thank Katie. She's so awesome. I can't wait to have her back in. The she gave us a, a chai flavor Macnut milk. So mm. good. So delicious. Um. So there was delicious. also a place called the Cookie Lab, which is usually set up over by the Putt Putt Golf Course in Maalaya. Okay, it's just a little cookie truck, and she sells her homemade cookies. We got one that was a peanut butter cookie, and one that was an oatmeal cookie with Lilacoy frosting on top, Ooh. and those are both super good. We got a, a jar of calamansi butter, locally no made calamansi butter. So, you want to tell the folks at home what calamansi's are? Expensive little oranges. Right, it's like a mix between a com- kumquat and like a lime. Clementine? Like almost? a clementine, yeah. So it's yeah. sort of like a mix between a lime and a tangerine. It's its own citrus, though. I mean, right. It's so And it's bizarre. so tasty. It tastes like a key lime pie. And so the calam- like they have calamansi butter. Calamansi sorbet is like my faves. Oh, calamansi sorbet. I think they, they had that, have that at, at the Fairmont. Oh, it was really? so good, yeah. Uh, I think they had one. They had like a calamansi tart. At, uh, what was the place that was Shearwater and then it reopened? Ecolu Kitchen. Ecolu Kitchen. Yeah, yeah Ecolu had like a calamansi little tart. That was so mm. good. Uh, oh, and here's the best part. There's a place there called Dope Barbecue. It's a barbecue truck. And we got a prime rib from there, which was fantastic. But the showstopper, pretty much one of the greatest things I've ever had from I've never any seen barbecue truck. It was a pork belly grilled cheese sandwich. Hold on. How many heart attacks did you have eating this? Oh, Chuck, it was it was phenomenal. It's by far the best grilled cheese sandwich I've ever had. It was better than a the pork belly, not a pulled pork, a pork belly, pork belly. So it's like grilled pork belly, chopped up and cubed, and then put into a grilled cheese sandwich and like melted all down, served over chips and with uh, some pickle chips on the side. Ah! It. It was unbelievable. If you guys have the chance, I highly recommend find Dope Barbecue Truck dope. and go eat the pork belly grilled cheese sandwich. I, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable, Chuck. Oh, my God. Okay, I think that covers everything for gluttony clothes. I might have to go get some right now. Can you find them during the rest of the week, or do you think they're only at the I forget. We asked We asked them where they were usually set up, and they told us, but I forgot. Oh, so biscuitiers, gravy gals alike. If you want, get on the Instagram, search for Dope try. Barbecue. We're, we're going to find it. We're going to smoke them out. Uh, we can't tell you to go there, but Vince can tell you he enjoyed it. I can tell you that it was so delicious. Ooh, baby. Yeah, biscuit eater. Don't give up on the gravy, guys. Funny for <laughs> BG Radio comes in part by Selma Hayek's Kayaks. Paddle from Dust Till Dawn for when you need to cross a river. Biscuits and Gravy Holiday Special is brought to us by Harvey Firestein's Grill Lighters. When you think flaming, think Firestein. When you're watching the Santa Claus of your family, remember that the Biscuits and Gravy is presented in part by Tim Allen's Wrenches. Greats for turning, state's evidence. And uh, if you need some holiday brown pigment, 
don't forget to check out Benedict Cumberbatch's wholesale brown pigment. Get your next Umberbatch from Cumberbatch. From Cumberbatch. Okay. And uh, of course, uh, Brad Pitt's like peaches. There's a little pit inside every peach. Oh, make a nice, delicious little peach pie or something like that. Oh my lordy! So good. Oh man! Coming up on the Biscuits and Gravy Show, holiday porn. I mean, <laughs> I love holiday porn, Chuck. More about that later. Chuck stuff the knowledge buffalo special holiday quiz. We're gonna be doing some holiday related questions for Chuck at the end. And of the show. Uh, spoiler alert. Let's get in the spoiler alert. I love it. What are you going to ruin for us this week? A little movie called Home Alone. Oh, (laughs) my God. Do you know the mother was 36 when they filmed that movie? Really? Yeah, it makes you feel old, huh? Yeah, she looked pretty good. She looks pretty good. And uh, Kieran Culkin was fuller, and now look at him. He's all grown up. I know. He's on Succession on HBO. He's got a a rocking career going on. Yeah, he's doing something. (laughs) He did a really cool interview with uh, Marin. And he was. They were talking about their dad. Oh, on WTF. Yeah, yeah. and um, apparently their dad was just like this, a like nightmare. Yeah, like a nightmare, like a scumbag. And he's just like, let's get all these kids acting. So like all the kids just grew up just being constantly like, acting, constantly acting. So and you never know. in school or developing. <laughs> right, but I guess it, it worked out for some of them. I don't know. Except Rory. Nobody Rory, likes Rory. Nobody likes Rory Culkin's Culkin. got something going on. <laughs> <laughs> Macaulay Culkin dated Mia Kunis, so whatever that works. Mm. Yeah, dog. And he was friends with was it Marilyn Manson? Yeah. And uh, Michael Jackson. He was friends with Michael Jackson. Uh, a little too much from He's, what the history books tell you. Although he has claimed, he has stated for the record that Michael Jackson never touched him inappropriately. And you know what? I believe Michael Jackson was just trying to bring down the cabal from the other side because you know Michael Jackson growing up, he had kind of deviant parents too. Right, he yeah. did. Uh, Michael Jackson also raised. Jehovah's Witness. Oh, no way. That sucks. <laughs> None of us turn out good. <laughs> All right. You ready to get into the spoiler alert, Chuck? You know it, bro. You know it. Spoiler alert is brought to us by Justin Trudeau's Real Bread because real bread can only come from a Trudeau. That's Trudeau. That's Trudeau. Spoiler alert is presented in part by Alan Watts Light Bulbs. Get illuminated with Watts. All right. So there's one thing that we have to talk about right off the bat. It's the Mandalorian. Oh my God! Season finale. Just ruin it for You've me. You've seen it already. No, it keeps freezing. When you see, I'll spoil it for you. So, so who shows up in the Mandalorian season finale? Luke J. Walker. Luke J. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Who's uh, proofing my script? So it's like we see him. We see like a a, a cloaked figure fly in on an X-Wing. And kill. And so the Mandalorian had a hard the, enough time killing one of those. What are those things called? Uh, the Dark Troopers. One of those Dark Troopers. And then the, you, you think it, it's over halfway through the episode. He The other 30 of the Dark Troopers, a whole platoon, if you will, right? Uh, minus the Sheen, gets sucked out into space. And you're like, well, that's over with. And then, as it turns out, they can come back to the ship? Mm-hmm. I don't know how space travel works. And I think they had a bunch of them. Yeah. Remember in one of the Star Wars movies, Princess Leia gets sucked out and she flies back in. Oh my god! Using the Force, that was a terrible movie. But the Mandalorian, not terrible. So he's got the green lightsaber. We don't know who it is, but we all have a good idea because who's got the green lightsaber? Luke J. Walker. Luke Skywalker, of course. And so they uh, they weren't going to use Mark Hamill now because he's too old. But what did they do? They deep faked. They used 
patented deep fake technology. You heard it here first, folks. Which we we talked about ex- extensively. We've shined the light onto deep fake, bro. We have really held a magnifying glass up to the whole deep fake culture mm-hmm. in recent times. And uh, yeah, they use the deep fake technology. Your radar better be shaped like a biscuit. <laughs> they use deep fake technology to bring old Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, back to life. For a nice little cameo. Who does the voice for it though? His voice is so tame. And then and he quiet. takes he takes little baby Grogu, and uh, and takes him away to go train him as a Jedi. Oh, that's where it he's ended. so cute. Yeah. Now a lot of people. Uh, oh, okay. So here's something that you haven't seen because you haven't seen the very very end. What happens to the chicks? There's a post credit scene involving uh, involving Boba Fett. Ooh. Who goes to Tatooine and kills uh uh. Bib Fortuna, mm. who was Jabba's second in command. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who took over for Jabba. And uh, so now Boba Fett. Jabba the Hut. Yes, Job, not Jabba the Butt. Yeah. Jabba the Hut. And not Pizza, not the, pizza Hutt. the Hut. Not Pizza the Hut. So now, so then it ends with it saying, coming next year, the Book of Boba Fett. No. So a lot of people were wondering, now that, now that the Mandalorian and Baby Grogu are, Baby Yoda have both split up, are they going to switch over and have the Mandalorian be about Boba Fett? But no, it turns out the Mandalorian is going to continue, and then there's going to be a whole other series about Boba Fett. Now, how so is Boba the Fett's getting his own spinoff series? Going to be as good without Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's been it since the beginning. Baby Yoda definitely put the put the butts in the seats. Oh, for sure. It definitely sold a lot of Disney Plus subscriptions. A lot of memes. A lot of memes and a lot of Baby Yoda Christmas toys being sold because, as we know, it always comes out around Christmas time, Mm -hmm. so they really have their finger on the pulse of merchandising. Um, But, yes, I think that the Mandalorian story is going to be compelling enough, especially to Star Wars fans. Now, we're where, all brainwashed here. Where they're not going to need... Like Boba Fett, and now we like Boba Fett. Yeah, well, I mean, we thought Boba Fett died. I mean, a lot of people always thought Boba Fett was cool, mm-hmm. but he was sort of a baddie. But now everybody kind of likes Boba Fett, and mm-hmm. he's alive, so there mm-hmm. you go. I like Boba Fett. Yeah. He's always such, he was always such a badass, so... He was cool in this. Yeah. Now, what happened with the ladies? Because remember, he won the sword in combat... And she wanted the sword. They have not uh, brought that up, so oh, they'll okay. probably handle that in the next season. Was that woman? She looks familiar. Was she the woman in Dumb and Dumber whose husband got kidnapped? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. But she was, um, she was Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica. Everything brings it in. Which I her have, name was Starbuck. Her name was Starbuck. Yeah, nice. Because Starbuck, as we know, and who's was that beefy woman Starbuck in the with is, the guns? Starbuck is not named after the coffee. Starbuck was the name of one of the captains on the Pequod in oh, Moby of Dick. Of course. So it's actually so the the coffee Starbucks was named after the Moby Dick literary reference because people from Seattle are smart. Uh, I got a They're live text from one of our listeners on the air. There's a character inside Chuds. Called Fuller. Was <laughs> he played by Kieran Culkin? No, it's by Mike. It's by Michael <laughs> O'Hare. But that's funny. I wonder if he always, if he always was the best. Oh that's crazy that there. God, that there's, that's so funny. There's a guy. There's a Fuller. There's, there's a Fuller and also two actors from Home Alone that's in Chud. Crazy. My favorite holiday movie, Chud. Ah. <laughs> um. So also 
in other Star Wars news, not only are they going to have the Book of Boba Fett series, they're going to continue the Mandalorian series. They're going to have an Ahsoka series with... um, Ahsoka, huh? Ahsoka with, uh, what's her name? Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson, yeah. Rosario Dawson um, from Clerks 2. (laughs) Now, some of these aliens, there's a crossover between that and, like, the fifth element, right? Some of the aliens in the fifth element. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's a shared universe. I think they, I think just a lot of aliens happen to look the same. Can you talk about the the things on the head? Vincent Fody. I don't know if you can say something like that on the radio. Not all aliens look the same. Okay. Jeez. We're supposed to be woke, bro. But then also, there's also going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which they're bringing back Hayden Christensen to play Anakin Skywalker from the movies. Yeah. So it's going to have Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. And Hayden Christensen are both going to be in the Obi-Wan live action series. Which is pretty darn cool. I uh, rewatched Phantom Menace the other night. It's not bad. How I'm was it? Looking forward to watching Clone Wars today. I like Clone Wars, dude. I love it, man. Yeah, Django Fett. Yeah, dude, I think it's good, man. Is uh, uh Jimmy Smits? I believe the only way is, to rewatch it isn't Jimmy Smits in is, yeah, Clone Jimmy Wars. Jimmy Smits is in it. The only way to rewatch it is by doing this mental gymnastics. Okay, I don't agree with this. But I agree with mental gymnastics. You know that. It's the only gymnastics I like, right, Vincent Fodi? Well, that's the only way to be a Trump supporter. <laughs> Uh, the mental gymnastics you got to do when you rewatch uh, episode one, two, and three is that Jar Jar is not a dumb character they put in to make it more relatable to dumb, dumb kids, right? Right. Which, there, by the way, if you have kids, just drown them. There the is a fan the theory that Jar Jar Binks is secretly a Sith Lord. Because no one is... could be as dumb as Jar Jar Binks. I mean, it's like he's sabotaging everything every step of the way. Yeah, so it's almost as if he's intentionally sabotaging the plot. Yeah. So I, so watching it through that lens actually kind of makes it a little bit more enjoyable. Yes. I so will agree with you. Darth on that. Jar Jar, everybody. Darth, Darth Jar Jar. Darth Darth Darth. <laughs> Sounds like a country singer. Um, also, since since we're talking about Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian, of course, we should also mention that. Um, he is in Wonder Woman, new Wonder Mo- Woman movie coming out. That Wonder movie Woman, looks lame. 1984. Uh, I did want to see it until I saw the preview Kristen for it. Wig looks last like night. a golden cat. Ugh. Yeah, I think the, one of the main villains is one of the cats from Cats. <laughs> yeah. Also, so Kristen Wig was in the remake <laughs> of Ghostbusters, which. By oh, and, the way, and they just are a huge stinking turd. They're coming out with another, another remake of Ghostbusters. Another reboot where they're not just doing a girl Ghostbusters, which was a, the one that Kristen Wiig was in, was just a girl reboot. Yeah, but now they're doing an update of it where it it takes place in the future and it's like the son of one of and the Ghostbusters. They find the Ecto one. Uh, car and right and like uh, there's some ghosts coming why back. Why are there so. earthquakes in Minnesota? Also, Minnesota in the news. There's a church that they're not racist. They just want to have a whites only church. <laughs> I saw that. They, they got approved for a whites only church. Minnesota oh. guys, do we not know about the Midwest as the New South? That should be a new TV show. So Pedro Pascal, who's in the Mandalorian, he's yes. the main character in the Mandalorian. Would not he's be allowed also, to be in Minnesota. He's church. also in Wonder Woman 1984, but also. Here's something else I didn't know. He was also in an unaired, failed pilot for a Wonder Woman TV series. No way! Starring, you remember the hot chick from Friday Night Lights? With Which the, one? she's got the little, she got the little mole right on on the bridge of her nose. Okay. You know who I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. All right. Um, she w- played Wonder Woman in a failed pilot that never got picked up, and Pedro Pascal was also in that. 
Adrian Paliki is the name of the woman, and Elizabeth Hurley was in it too. What was in what? And in the uh, the Wonder Woman 2011 not aired pilot. Oh, okay. And Carrie Ells was in it, man. Who? From um from uh the Princess Bride, Carrie Ells. Oh, okay. Wow. What's the name of the girl from Friday Night Lights who played Wonder Woman? Uh, Adrian Pilecki. Adrian Pilecki, right? Yeah, she's super hot. She's also in Agents of Shield. Oh, baby! She was the the hot chick in Agents of Shield. Elizabeth Hurley <laughs> was in it, dude. Elizabeth Hurley was in the unaired. Yeah, holy Christ, man! What's Elizabeth Hurley been up to? Let's find out. What was that movie with um with uh, bedazzled? Bedazzled. <laughs> oh God! Brendan Brendan Fraser. Fraser? Yeah. Brendan Fraser was in Monkey Bone, but he was also in Bedazzled, and Elizabeth Hurley played the devil. Yeah. I think she was also in a movie with Matthew Perry. Holy Christ. Man. Oh, my God. Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, and she was in the... Uh, she was in... Ed TV. Ed TV. Wasn't she in Austin Powers, right? She was one of the... Oh, she, what's she, was she? In, she was in one of the Austin Powers movies, I believe. Oh Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She was in the first one. Right, yeah. She was the OG Austin Powers girl. Wow. That right. was 23 years ago? Holy oh, my smokes. God. Really? Yeah. Man, what was that, 97? Yeah. That man. would be 2020 minus 23. Oh, <laughs> man. That makes me feel old. Today's Funny. show is brought to us by Benedict Cumberbatch's Cookie Dough because the best batch is a Cumberbatch. Consideration for the biscuits and gravy comes in part by Megan Fox's Foxkin Gloves. Hey, Vince. Yeah? Got weird toe hands? I don't, but if I did... Cover them up with Megan Fox's Foxkin Gloves. And of course, today's Biscuits and Gravy Christmas special is brought to us by Frank Capra's Capicola. It's a wonderful sandwich. You don't have to go all the way to Washington (laughs) for quality deli mates. Uh, I love... uh, uh, it's a Wonderful Life. That's one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's playing at the theater that we went to last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So if uh, you think... Is it playing this week? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So that's the, the Kihei Movie Theater. Yep. If you guys are in town on island, go check that out. Or anywhere in the universe. Or in... Yeah. If, if you're not on island, just watch the the um, Jimmy Stewart holiday classic, It's a Wonderful Life. I bet you that the Hollow Moon has a really great movie theater. Oh, it's like one of those giant domed IMAX theaters. Yeah, oh. that's actually what the moon is. The it's whole a, thing. It's a giant. It's, it's a, a giant, giant alien IMAX, IMAX theater. <laughs> <laughs> what is it you want, Mary? Is it the moon? <laughs> Do you want the moon, Mary? Death from falling in the river. What a weirdo. Do you like how I I segued that I did. Uh, moon comment moon. into a into a you're, wonderful life? You're quite reference? a pro. <laughs> Funding for the Biscuits and Gravy comes apart by Jason Bateman's Fishing Supplies. A master fisherman needs a master Bateman. Hello, movie house. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, one more thing we have to talk about for spoiler alert before we go. Friend of the show, Ted Anderson, gave a show-stopping performance in the locally produced movie Aloha Surf Hotel. Aloha Surf Hotel with Augie T. With Augie T. Yeah. And the guy from Night... Um, or not <laughs> by the way renegade the guy from renegade yeah he <laughs> was in it he played the the guy that owned the hotel <laughs> um, by the way elizabeth hurley was in a movie called serving sarah with matthew perry serving sarah yep i've never even heard of uh, that movie it's about her getting divorce papers but she was in a movie with matthew perry yep all right makes God, sense ugh. i mean you probably just could have guessed that 
because yeah. you're thinking like late '90s stars. Yep. Demise you... of his career, peak of hers. Right. Exactly. So that makes sense. Oh lordy. But yeah, if you're on island, you can go to the movie theater and watch the movie Aloha Surf Hotel. I. Would have watched it even if Ted was not in it in front of the show Ted Anderson. I got to say, pretty darn cute and good. It was a fun movie. Yeah. It's it's clearly like a lower budget, locally made movie. A little bit. But, I mean, at the same time, everybody, it was it was watchable. It's beautiful. And Ted Anderson, friend of the show Ted Anderson, really good in it. Nailed being a Howley that you hate. <laughs> exactly. <Just> nailed it. <laughs> and he... Uh, I. I talked to him last night. He said he did have his own inhaler. Oh, that was his own inhaler. Good <laughs> was to his know. own inhaler. He said he had pneumonia during the shooting of the movie. Oh, of course. He'd had pneumonia. I was like, you got to use that. Yeah. Put it on the screen. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Anything else for uh, spoiler alerts? Just make sure to watch. Listen, everyone says Christmas is about spending time with your family. Okay. But listen, Christmas is all about rewatching Lord of the Rings. Okay. Rewatching Lord of the Rings. Rewatching watch all Die the Star Hard. Wars. Watch Die Hard. Watch bro. Lethal Weapon. That opening scene where he, where <laughs> Mel you Gibson. Love Australians this week, bro. Where You're Mel Gibson is, is doing cocaine he, off a Bowie knife. He does a huge thing of like Dude, pure cocaine like off a Bowie knife. He does two grams of cocaine off a Bowie knife. And then gets into a gunfight, a, a raging in in gun a fight. public Christmas tree expo thing. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> He gets it's pretty wild out of his mind, bro. Method actor. No, That's another uh, holiday Christmas tradition in Australia. Yeah, getting, getting get, <laughs> sticking your knife in a pile of Bowie knife <laughs> and shooting up a uh, a pop up Christmas tree yes. store. Nothing. <laughs> We're either gonna lose a bunch of Australian listeners or gain a bunch of Australian listeners. Oh with my this, god! With this episode, but cocaine's too expensive. In I do believe that Australia has been. It's really well mentioned have, in this episode. They have been well represented in this episode. Oh, lordy. It's like chuds. Chuds. <laughs> Cannibalistic human underground <sighs> dwellers. I have never been more ready to enjoy the holiday season. It's now, the most wonderful now, time of the we've, year. We've taken some time to enjoy some, some poop-related Christmas songs. <laughs> we learned all about the fecal traditions. All about them. Uh, from Europe. We talked about making our beef wellingtons. Uh-huh. So next week on the show. It's the final week of Hanukkah, everybody. We, next week on the show, we'll be able to talk about how our beef wellingtons came out. And then on for uh, Morningwood, we'll talk about beef swellington. Yeah. Which is uh, the porn version of beef wellington. Lovely. If, if beef wellington was a movie. Uh, I like to watch Home Alone and drink every time there's product placement. So oh, like highly recommend getting uh God, what's that joke? Like the way my dad would make eggnog with bourbon and ice and just really watching Home Alone. Oh my god, Chuck. I you you just reminded me of there's a game where there's a Fast and Furious drinking game where every time they drink a corona, you drink a corona. Oh no. And that reminded me that there was something that I forgot to talk about for oh, spoiler alert. Oh, the new Fast and Furious movie? The new Fast and Furious movie. We just saw the trailer last night. It's going to be Fast 9. This Dude, is the ninth movie in the series. Spoiler alert. Spoiler There's alert. magnets involved in it, and he goes swooping off a cliff on a magnet car. That's not even the best part. Spoiler alert. That's the worst Han part. Han is back. How? Han is back. Didn't they kill him what? off? Not only did they... Not only Hold on. you just made the Home Alone Macaulay Culkin <laughs> face. What? Ah! 
Han is back. What, Chuck? Okay, let's let's do a little Fast and Furious corner. Do we have to? Yes. <laughs> we have to talk about this right now. So, the first two Fast and Furious movies came out, and then the third Fast and Furious movie came out, and Tokyo it was Drift. Tokyo Drift. Yeah, which is a prequel. And that, and that introduced the character Han. Yeah. And people liked Han so much that uh, the fourth, fifth, and I think sixth Fast and Furious movies all contained Han and all took place chronologically before Tokyo Drift, okay? Because right. because they liked Han so much as a character and they felt bad for killing him off, so they're like, we'll just make the other movies with Han in it and then we'll make them take place before Can't Tokyo they Drift. just have him be like his brother or something? But then, well, no, Chuck, because not all Asians look the same, okay? Oh, God, we're supposed to be woke on this show. <laughs> so then... They then they have to catch the the death of Han up to the actual timeline of Fast and Furious because they did it out of chronological order. Yeah. So then they retconned when Jason Statham showed up to the series in the seventh one, I believe. They he's ret- only been in Jason. No, he's only been in two of them. Well, he was that also in Hobbs right. and Shaw. Okay. Because he was in seven and eight, and also Hobbs and Shaw, which was the spinoff. Okay. But then, so then they retconned it to be. It was Shaw who was the one who killed Han uh, as what? as part of revenge because they, uh, in the in the movie before that they killed Shaw's brother, and then they brought him back. What? Also, Michelle Rodriguez died in one of the movies, and then she came back later in one of the movies. What? But then that was all in the timeline before Han died, right? So then Han died, and then in the other movies, even though Shaw was the one that killed Han, Shaw kind of became like sort of an anti-hero because he started teaming up with the fast crew right and doing stuff so there was a lot of people online that were really mad about this because they're like shaw's not a good guy were they just gonna forget about the fact that he killed han so there was a, a hashtag going around hashtag justice for han and now that hashtag has finally gotten picked up and acknowledged by the producers of fast and furious and the subtitle for the for fast nine is justice justice for han justice for han so we're finally getting justice for han although it's not justice he's just he's back <laughs> he's back so he never died in the first place unless it's like a clone or something Dude. unless he's a clone or or a cylon 9 9 now no, they're, they're, and hobbs and shaw so that's 10 movies, but Hobbs and Shaw doesn't count as part of the series, which there will be 10 of. So this there's going to be nine and then 10 and then probably another Hobbs and Shaw movie, if I'm going to be completely honest. But Vin Diesel has already signed up for the 10th, uh, the 10th Is this movie. like Eric Cartman in a cardboard robot outfit just telling studio producers what people Yo, want? How glad is Ludacris that he took a part in a terrible Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious movie. Now he's in it for life, bro. And now he's in the series for life and making millions of dollars. That could have been Exhibit. It could have been Exhibit. But he was too busy pimping It also rides. could have been Vin Diesel, because Vin Diesel could have been in Too Fast, Too Furious. Aren't they doing another Riddick movie? They are. What is God, like, So we'll, we'll be discussing guys, Vin Diesel in Name Those Trilogies. It, we said it before in the show. <laughs> we'll say it again. Getting out and vote is kind of important. I mean, the Lizard Overlord people are going to do what they want to do. Also, the same problem that they have. we got to tell producers (laughs) not to do this stuff anymore. The way that that they botched the naming of the Fast and Furious movies, they also botched the naming of the Chronicles of Riddick movies. So there's something about Vin Diesel that doesn't allow him to name movies correctly. Yes. That he's in. (laughs) I hate Vin Diesel. What's not to hate? 
If you hate Vin Diesel, give us a call at 808-873-3435. Today's show is brought to us by Vin Diesel's Diesel. Do you want to not go anywhere? Is your career running out of gas? Oh, snap! Vin Diesel's Diesel. I'm top, baby. Yeah! Boom! Woo! Okay. And also by Beethoven's Apartments, now available for release. Wardrobe for the Biscuits and Gravy is presented in a bar by Chris Hemsworth Discount Tailoring. What are your (laughs) Hemsworth? We'll hammer the competition. Today's show is presented in a part by Loink Loss by Lionel. Hello. Is it these you're looking for? Finding Loink Loss will be as easy as Sunday morning. Hey, Vince, you know they have new hours? Oh, yeah? Now they're open. All night long. <laughs> and today's show is also brought to us by Scarlett Johansson Stationery. Make every letter a Scarlet letter. There's a new, uh, what's her name? Black Widow. That's another dumb Black Widow prequel movie uh, coming Black, out here, guys. The the one thing that nobody you know, asked The Me for. Too movement got rid of all these studio producers. Now the other studio producers are just like, Making lame movies, guys. Can't you make better movies? <laughs> like, oh, you're making a lame movie? Me too. <laughs> ah! All righty. All right. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5, The Voice of Maui. Thanks for making the Biscuits and Gravy Show part of your weekly routine. Please remember to subscribe <laughs> yes, thank to you, us Corky. on uh, Spotify and uh, the, uh, the iTunes and the Apples and listen to us and watch us on Channel 55 on the Biscuit Block. On the Biscuit Block, baby. I'm Chuck Thompson. He is Vince Hody. We are local Maui comedians, and we're not we're not too bad, bro. We're like funny comedians and stuff. We're not. We're going to be on uh, one of those shows coming up in January. We got at the shows playground. during COVID. For more information on that, just follow uh, Power Up Comedy. Just look to the sky. We're renting planes. Power just... underscore up underscore comedy. Down <laughs> On <laughs> backpacks for the biscuits and gravy is presented in part by Manny Backyow's backpacks. When you need a quality backpack, backpackyow. And also by <laughs> Nick Nolte, it's bad for you. A lot of crimes against humanity going on in the Philippines right now, right? And guys, Not great. just in case you don't want to make mashed potatoes for the holiday seasons, check out our good friends down at Channing Tatum's Tater Tots. Mm-hmm. Tatum's. Put a little magic in your mouth. The Philippines do have. Calamansi's though. Yeah, they do. You gotta say it's pretty tasty. <laughs> All right, so are you ready for the Christmas themed version of Chuck Stuff and Knowledge Buffalo? It's the most wonderful time of the year, bro. All right. That's where I prove I'm the smartest buffalo in the room. Can you stump the buffalo? Our weekly quiz show where audience members email us at thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. That's thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. All right, our first question comes from Mandy in Seattle, Washington. Mandy wants Mandy. to know. Mandy. The song Christmas in the Trenches takes place during what war? What is World War One? That is correct. Yes, everybody knows World War One was famous for his trenches. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what was that movie, the World War One movie, 1917? Yeah. Spoiler alert, Benedict Cumberbatch shows up at the end. <laughs> Did you see that movie? <laughs> no. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch may- has a cameo at the end of the oh, movie. Oh, Benedict. All right, our second question comes from Jerry in Topeka, Kansas. Jerry wants to know, how many nights does Hanukkah last? Eight. That's right. There's eight crazy eight nights. nights. By mm. the way, uh, that cartoon movie with Adam Sandler, unwatchable. <laughs> unwatchable. But the Hanukkah song, very listenable. Hanukkah is... A festival of getting sued on the radio. <laughs> All right. Good old Hanukkah song. All right. Our third question and final question. 
is usually a sports question, but we're gonna go with we're gonna stick with the Christmas theme this year. <laughs> All right, our third question comes from Alan in Waihu. Alan wants to know: Bill Murray stars in this 1988 update of A Christmas Carol. What is called Scrooged? Scrooged is correct, which means you didn't just get two out of three, Chuck. You got three, three out, out of three, three baby. And, ah. and that ain't bad either. And I'm the only Christmas star you need to worry about, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show. That's the end of our show. Our holiday spectacular. Our holiday spectacular would not be complete without a, an abbreviated Sinise Valise, everybody. Gary Sinise doing the Lord's work, everybody. He got Keanu Reeves to personally give everyone messages. Uh, I don't believe in the troops. I mean, they exist and stuff, but it's the way the government controls us. You know what I mean? Right. But unfortunately, some people grow up in machine shops, dads or whatever, and they go to war and they die. And Gary Sinise. Or as Trump would call them, losers. Losers. Dude, isn't that crazy? But Gary Sinise takes the politics out of it, and he likes to help families, and that is what the Christmas spirit is all about. That's true. So uh, a tip of the hat to, uh, to you, Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise, friend of the show, Gary Sinise, and for Keanu Reeves for stepping up to the plate, everybody. And also, Usually, thank you, Keanu Reeves, for cyberpunk. I've been playing a lot of cyberpunk, so that's yes. what I'm thankful for this holiday season. I'm thankful for you this holiday season, and, and I'm for thankful all for the you. biscuitiers out there in Gravyland, and for me to you, hello! <laughs> Gary Sinise, bro. Kisses. No, kisses. Oh my god, dude, I had a dream where my eighth grade.